1: Joseph's
2: master, Potiphar, took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. Now, that's going from here down to here. Understand this. Joseph's circumstances totally changed. But God's relationship with Joseph was exactly the same. You see, God's relationship with us has nothing to do with our circumstances, up or down.
0: One of the hardest things for Christ followers to wrap their minds around is the issue of hardships and difficulties in life and God's place in those. Losing a job or a child is stressful enough. Trying to place that in what you think of as God's plan for your life is tricky. Pastor Mark will be teaching about Joseph's story. You'll hear how God, although he didn't create the negative circumstances in Joseph's life, used those situations to build Joseph's character to become more like God. You'll learn what Joseph did to maintain his integrity and how you can implement those changes in your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 39, as he begins his message, Five Words That Guarantee Success.
1: Your lessons how do you
2: define success that could have a lot of answers the world thinks that success is found in material wealth in power in position in possessions and in pleasure but God has a very different definition of the word success. Look what God says. And he does this from the beginning to the end. True success is finding God's will for our individual lives and then simply doing it. You see, God made you and me in his image. And he has a plan for you. And success is finding that, discovering it. And then it's a continual everyday lifestyle of simply pleasing God by becoming more and more like Jesus. But there's something else with God's success. See, the world's definition of success, they never think beyond this world. God's definition of success always has eternity in view. Because as you saw yesterday, Boom, 11 people are gone. They're in eternity. Gone, over. Nobody thought when they got up that morning that would be the end. So our success is not just about here because we're just pilgrims. We're just traveling through. Our success in God is using our life to change people's lives and for us to make sure we're prepared for eternity. Now, we begin in Genesis 39, verse 1. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. We'll talk about the story as we move along. Now, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's, the king of Egypt, the most powerful man in the world. By the way, at this time of our timing in the world, Egypt was the most powerful nation in all the world. And he was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. He bought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him there. Now, watch what happens in verse 2. The Lord, as he arrives in Egypt as a slave, was with Joseph, so that he prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master, Potiphar. Verse 3. Now, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success... In everything he did. The focus for you and for me are five words. Five words that guarantee success. Five words that guarantee success. Say those words. The Lord was with Joseph. That's a success. That's success in our life. Because we were created to do life With God. Now, that is in the past. But here's what I want you to turn and say to your neighbor. The Lord is with me right now. The Lord is with me right now. Is that true? Of course it is. Now, if you're not a believer, not yet. But today's your day. Now, here's a question. Look at me. How did Joseph know That the Lord was with him. I'm going to give you two things to show you. And it applies to me. How do we know? Pastor Michael, how do I know that God is with me? Well, here's two. Here's the first one to write down. God's goodness proves that God is with us. One of our favorite songs. Let's see if you can remember it. He's a... Yeah, got it. Way to go. Points for you guys. He's a what? Good, good father. Is he? Yeah, we've been blessed like crazy. We still continue to be blessed. Now, God's goodness proves that God is with us. Remember what Joseph was doing. He has an excellent work ethic. He's not really depressed, although he's confused, that he's been sold as a slave. He's been abandoned by all of his family. They put him in a pit and sell him as a slave. And he arrives in Egypt, he doesn't know anything about, never been to that country, and he's now a slave. But the minute he gets there, as he uses his work ethic, guess what happens? Potiphar promotes him to the head of the household. And he left everything in Joseph's care. He's about a 17 or 18-year-old boy. He knows nothing about it, but he was doing the will of God. He was humble, he was submissive, And he worked with a positive attitude in spite of the hurtful things that had already happened to him. You see, he was an amazing guy. Now, watch what happens as we move through this. He's put in charge of all of this. And it looks like we're talking about the roller coaster of life. Up and down, up and down. And that doesn't eliminate anybody. That's all of us. He's up. He's now head of Potiphar all of his things, all his requirements. Wow. And then one day, Potiphar's wife, well, she sees this hunk of a guy, 18 years old, and she says to him kind of out front, will you go to bed with me? Okay, that's enough. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. So he tries to distance. He says, no, I'm not going there at all. But we found out that she arranged An upper time, when he was always avoiding her, that nobody else was in the house. And she asked him again, actually commanded, it is in the original language, you're going to go to bed with me. And Joseph ran. He left his coat. He ran. We talked about sometimes the best thing you can do when you're tempted is run away from the temptation. And he ran. And so what does his wife do? Goes to her husband Potiphar. He says, this Hebrew that you brought here has just tried to rape me. Well, that's a hundred percent lie. Absolutely untrue at all. Now watch how Joseph, he's here. He's the ruler of Potiphar's stuff is all the things that has to be done. Now watch what happens. Look at verse 20. And Joseph's master, Potiphar, took him and put him in prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined. Now, that's going from here down to here. Understand this. Joseph's circumstances totally changed. But God's relationship with Joseph was exactly the same. You see, God's relationship with us has nothing to do with our circumstances, up or down. So here's the second thing that proves that God is with us. Here it is. Because it's going to happen in your life. God's promise, all his promises, prove that God is with us. Joseph is remembering the promises God gave him. God gave him two dreams. That one day his brothers, who got rid of him, and his dad, who called him the favorite son, they would end up bowing down to him. So even though he's in prison... He knows something's ahead. Now, he doesn't know what it's going to be, how it's going to happen. That's why we're going through the life of Joseph. But he knows God has promised him in those dreams something good is going to come out of all of this. Now, what about God's promises to you and to me? I could list you so many, but I just have two. Here we are. Deuteronomy 31. The Lord himself goes before you. How many like God going before you instead of you trying to find out where you're going? The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. Let's read this next part. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay, I'll take that promise. How about you? He'll never do it. Don't be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Now look down at Hebrews 13. Keep your lives free from the lottery. I mean, from the love of money. That was just the word, word, God just trying to put it in there. Here we go. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, here we go, let's say it together, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. How about that for a promise? Well, Pastor Mark, does God lie? No. No. So every promise he gives us, he fulfills. There it is. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Hello, Joseph, even while you're in jail. Now, what happens when we get into these difficult times? When we're faced with trouble, Satan immediately comes to us and he says this to you. Oh, yeah. How'd you get here? Yeah. Uh, God isn't with you. And we can, we've all been there. We can start going by our feelings. But I want to tell you, our feelings are no good. When you get discouraged, Joseph could have went, forget it. This is getting worse. No, you can't go by your feelings. We must always rely on the promises of God. Now, the promises of God shouldn't surprise us. Because in the New Testament, the Bible says this. Jesus, finish it with me. Jesus is the same Yesterday, today, and forever. How long is forever? Till we get to heaven. So he's the same. He'll be with us. Those five words, God is with me, equals success. Even in the most difficult circumstances of our life. Now, here's the amazing thing. And this speaks to you and me. It's it's a promise, but it's a challenge to those of you that have walked with God and walked away, or some of you have not yet become believers. This is your day. Look at this promise. No Christ follower ever has to do life alone. I'm waiting for a good amen at the end here now. No Christ follower ever has to do life alone. God the Holy Spirit lives inside of us Twenty. Four, seven. So no matter where we go, up, down, in the middle, He's always here. You were never designed to do life alone. Now those of you that haven't become a believer yet, that doesn't apply to you, Because the minute you ask Christ into your life, God, the third person, the Holy Spirit, comes to live in you. And now I have direction from God. I have comfort. I have correction. I have all the things. He teaches us the word of God. Now, look at verse 21. Now, he is in prison. Watch the principle again. Five words that guarantee success. And the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So he leaves Potiphar. He gets kicked out of there, put into prison, and the first thing that happened is the the warden in the prison, who doesn't know him at all, he comes up, and he's going to raise him to the head of the prison. Now, who's behind that? God is. Now, watch this. Joseph probably expected, he's surprised when he's in prison, he probably said, God, uh, let's go through this again. This lady... I mean, she's in there 90, and she's gorgeous, and I said no, and I end up in prison? What's the deal with this? Now, he's tempted to say two things, and you and I have all said them. I'm not saying he said them, but he was tempted to say them. Number one, we've all said this, God, why? Why did that happen? That doesn't make any sense. Joseph thinking, I'm going to be promoted with God. Oh, yeah, to prison. This doesn't sound right. The second thing we're going to say, and we've all been there. Why do bad things? Come on. Happen to good people. Well, let me ask you a question. Did anything bad happen to God? Yeah, he had to send his son who what? Died on the cross. He wasn't a good person, Jesus. He was a perfect person. But he had to die. See, our world is ruled under God by Satan. Bad things happen. That's what happens. Choose to sin, choose to suffer. So here's Joseph. He's not angry. He's not mad. But he's confused a little bit. Now, watch what happens. So the warden, look at verse 22. Put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. And the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because, this shouldn't surprise you, five words again, the Lord was with Joseph, and watch these words, gave him success in whatever he did. Let me ask you a question. Anybody here want to be a success in life? Could I see your hand? Okay, the rest of you, you didn't get saved at the end of the service. So you don't want to be a success, you want to be a failure. Enjoy your life. Let me ask the question one more time. How many here would like to be a success in life? Could I see both hands? Some of you refuse to ever raise your hand. I gotcha! Of course we want to be a success. Who wants to be a failure? And that's exactly what God was doing with him in very difficult circumstances. He advances again quickly right to the top. Head of Potiphar's house, head of the prison. Now, how long is Joseph going to be there? He doesn't know. He has no idea how long he's going to be there. But why did God have him there? I'll tell you ahead of time. He will be there at least two years. So why is he there? You won't like this. You won't like the P word, but that's okay. We'll get to it. Look here. God uses time to build Joseph. Say it with me. Patience. <laughs> Patience. And spiritual maturity. See, Joseph knew that God had a plan for his life. And even in the prison, he was willing to submit to it, including God's timing. Now, wouldn't it be nice to become a Christian And maybe six months after you're a Christian, you're totally mature in the Lord. Wow, that'd be great. I want to tell you, I've been a Christian 70 years. I'm still working on it. How about you? Yeah, there's no fast tracking. So here's Joseph. He's a follower of God. He isn't mature. So God says, I'm going to mature you, and I'm going to use the prison to increase your patience And your endurance. Now, James writes to us in the New Testament the same principle. Now, watch this. Getting to be spiritual and mature must have the fruit of the Spirit. One of those is patience. Look at what James says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance patience, endurance, so let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. The word means mature and complete, needing nothing. James is talking about our attitude when we face difficult times. Now, notice he says, count it all joy. Joy is very different than happiness. Joseph isn't happy with the circumstances, but joy simply means this. It's a confidence that God is in control of every aspect of our life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So see, that that patience has a relationship to my spiritual growth. Ups and downs, it doesn't matter. God's still with me. We just talked about that 24-7. So I can trust God. I know he has a plan for my life. I absolutely know that he is going to work that plan out. So regardless of the circumstances, I'm simply confident that God's in control. Some of you know we've all experienced two things that test our patience. Number one, circumstances. Tests our patience. Things in life like that. When's this going to get done? How's this going to look? Where's this going to be? The second thing that tests our patience is people. Well, just turn to the neighbor next to you right now and just say, you really test my patience. Go ahead and just tell them right now. (laughs) That could go on all day right there. (laughs) By the way, when you get to the parking lot... Let's move right along. By the way, if you just said that to your spouse, we'll have marriage counseling for you later. We'll, we'll shortly been married, we'll be married 52 years. I've only said that 20,000 times to my wife. No, I'm kidding. By the way, God is using that for that exact things. He knows How to test us, bring trials into our life so that he will mature us. He's preparing Joseph for a future Joseph has no key about. He doesn't have any clue. Back in the middle 80s, 1985, 86, 87, God began to speak to my wife and myself. We, We had started a church called Cornerstone in Merritt Island. And I wasn't a pastor, I was just an elder, and I worked at the, as you know, pharmacy director for 25 years at Woodstock. But I was active, and I would preach once in a while when the pastor was going, that kind of thing. Well, that pastor changed, and all of a sudden we came up, we became 500, 700 people. It was amazing. And we brought a pastor in, it was Pastor Malcolm from Costa Mesa, California. We never even heard of a Calvary Chapel. And God began to speak to us earlier before the mid-80s. And God just began to speak to us. By the way, today there's like 80 or 90 calories in Florida. It was all God thing. And I just said to my wife one day, I think it was 85, 86, 87. I think I could do that expositional thing if God would help me. I was never called to be a pastor. I wasn't trying to be a pastor. But God just began to speak to my heart because there was a need down in Melbourne and Palm Bay because people were always traveling up to Merritt Island. It was too far. So one day God said to my wife and myself, I'm going to send you to Melbourne, Palm Bay area. Okay, that was mid 80s. Five years later, he said, go. So my wife and I had to wait. So we just went to church for five years, sat in the back row and did nothing.
0: Today, Pastor Mark taught about the five words that guarantee success. The Lord was with him. You learned that Joseph's success came about because he was being faithful to God despite his physical circumstances. He did the jobs assigned to him without grumbling and kept his focus on God. This is a reminder that God is with you all the time, no matter what.
1: You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441.
0: Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about five words that guarantee success. You'll be reminded that God is always near and available to you. You don't have to do life alone. Pastor Mark will encourage you to put yourself in the proper frame of mind for God to be able to work through you so that God's will for your life can come to pass. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series trusting God in the ups and downs of life. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: In a hurry